this week on the Pushable Legs podcast is the Joel Seaman Challenge. And we talk about falling off the wagon, uh, January dieting, how to keep it going for our clients or yourselves in uh, February and getting your weight loss goals. Also, incredible protein. In three, two, one, everybody, Seaman Challenge. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Four Legs podcast with myself, Danny. <laughs> and me, Joel Seaman. Oh, Tom Hall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I really want to try it, Joel. I'm going to do it down the street and get Laura to film me. I just don't think I could actually do it. Oh, mate, we'll, we'll both do it tomorrow. I'm a, like an absolute plank. I'm going to do it for East Village and uh, yeah, through London. I'm going to run... F- I don't know, there probably be people think I'm like robbing people, but yeah, it's a little hilarious. Right. Yeah, and your part. Maybe I'll go down. <laughs> Behave. Um, and maybe we'll go down the track. I'll run through Westfields doing it. Yeah. Honest to God. This whole uh, podcast guess- is going to be based around the video. <laughs> those of you who don't know, there's a guy called Joel Seedman. And he's basically a strength coach that believes PhD. that you should... PhD, Daniel. PhD, yeah. doesn't mean anything, though. No. doesn't mean anything. No, doesn't. I know a lot of people with PhDs. Mean <laughs> and um, he basically says that you should only train to a maximum of 90-degree joint angle for anything. For anything. I'm not even joking when I say that. I mean anything. Shoulder presses, bench presses, squats, everything. It's like 90-degree angle is perfect for humans, apparently. It's like, nah. And anyway, a bit of context. <laughs> he decided to do a sprint challenge and he posted a video on Instagram. And my God, he has got the worst sprint mechanics. But not only that, because he trains so badly, he is so slow. And it's like hilarious <laughs> to watch. Because he's posting up as if, he's, as if he's some sort of hero and he's done really, really well. He's posted it. And you look at it and you're like, that looks weird. He doesn't look right. Why is he... <laughs> It looks like a prank run, and like yeah. people, and a lot of people in the SNC world have just destroyed him for it, and they've taken up this thing called the Seaman Challenge, where you're supposed to run like him and tag him in your stories. There's another coach <laughs> that you can get on well with. He's blocked. Who's like really knows his shit. Yeah, he's actually performed with coach. athletes uh, before. Yeah, yeah. At, um, at rugby strength coach, he's called. And they, they have on and off feuds all the time because uh, I think Joel's blocked him now. But he's yeah. set up the Seaman Challenge and people are sending in their, their videos of them running. Can you imagine trying to run, right? Imagine running, but throughout the whole movement, you can only keep every joint involved to a 90-degree angle. Now try and imagine what that looks like. That's how he runs. <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's weird. <laughs> really weird. Uh, I mean, yeah. we can pull it apart. I know a little bit about running right, and sprinting. Bit, bit of my jam. I don't think you have to know much about running. You just I have just, to, like you always say, Tom, it's that whole like the look test. Does it pass the look? Yeah, no, it doesn't yeah. pass the look test. <laughs> he looks like... weird when he's doing it. So it, it, just straight away, you know, like. It's just, it's just one of those, right. if I'm looking at a video and I think I'm like, for example, you know, those those little thoracic rotation things I did the other week. And I was like, that one looked like shit. That one looked good. I'm like, don't like that one. <laughs> I'm like, I realized like you put it up there to be criticized, but like he generally like believes in this theory, right? So the theory he's doing right now, I put this as the as we're meant to talk about this in the like the third bit of the podcast, but it's all right, we'll just crack on. Um <laughs> my notes, Joel Seaman, lol. Um, yeah, so his theory right now is the no warm-up, it's not a won't no warm-up challenge, it's some sort of no warm-up theory. So he is theorizing. Um, 
that you should have a capacity to lift 80, a neural capacity to lift 80 to 90% of your one rep max at any point. So he is basically doing lifting, sprinting, what is apparently, I'm using air quotes here, apparently full effort work for him. And then obviously the comments, Dan can go through some of the comments because he quite enjoyed them. Um, oh my God, some of the <laughs> um, <Brilliant>. and <laughs> So you can pick out a select few. I'm theorizing that you should be able to do that. Basically sitting at your desk uh, like for the last 30 minutes, blah, and do that. And you should go, say, if my bench press is 100 kilos, I should be able to just walk straight underneath a bar, lift 90, 90, probably 95 kilos straight off the bat. Um, I would theorize that I think it's probably possible. All right, Siri. Um, I think it's probably possible. But... <laughs> He wouldn't be able to injure the way he moves um, because he's not. I don't. Well, one of the things I don't <laughs> understand. I, one of the things I don't understand is what's the point? Because who the fuck is ever going to go from sitting at a desk to lifting heavy? No one. I do, everyone's going to warm up. Everyone's going to warm up because they up. because they feel better. The adaptive response is better, and like no one wants to do that because the, we we know that there's a decreased risk of injury. Surely, sure. I, I wouldn't be able to pick out the uh, the research, but I'm sure there is. And like. Why do we spend so much time warming people up? Like yeah, but his point, his those... point will be though. But his point will be that those studies don't need to be done because if you train how he trains, it wouldn't matter. Do you know, his argument would be, oh yeah, those people who didn't who didn't warm up and got injured is because they trained full range of motion. That'd be his argument. It's, it's also like the people who come back to us, oh, but he trains NFL athletes. Guess what? The, the job of an NFL coach is generally to keep that person fit, and you realize all the kind of hard work is probably done by the college S and C coaches and all that kind of stuff because they've had them through adolescence and they're already preconditioned and preordained to doing a load of stuff. Um, so yeah, when they're actually pros, it's kind of like, Oh, don't injure them. Um, <laughs> that's normally the case. There's a very limiting amount of effect that you can have, but hey, it's so funny. You got some of the comments there. Oh my God. Like seriously, like, so me and Dan will do a, a semen challenge, and then I, I urge anybody listening to this to join in. Tag us, tag Joel, the rugby coach, tag Joel Seaman, please. We'll we'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. Joel, morning, good afternoon. effort on the first day, but I don't, I don't think you can call that a sprint. If you were up to top speed in two strides, that's not a good thing, my guy. Bear in mind, if you think these, this guy's like he's made like, yeah, he's he's. Earning good wage, he's got two hundred and fifty thousand followers plus. He's a big boy; he can look after himself. Oh. <laughs> Honestly, Absolutely like insane. It's, <laughs> it's just I can't find some of the best ones. Yeah, right, you don't need a warm up when you don't need a warm up when you're slow as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the best ones. Um, like, oh, I just unbelievable i think one like, of the lads was like yeah he's like school this guy and i was like no the world needs shit speed coaches too like <laughs> just like the world need average average joes as well boy um, joel that looks terrible <laughs> that's it joel, that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah as if he's just like hand on his shoulder uh <laughs> oh my god oh it's so funny but again, this is so. This is what I'm saying. So basically, my view of this is right. There will always be people who will support this way of thinking because they have their confirmation bias. So 
yeah. confirmation bias is that because something aligns with your viewpoint, you agree with it. So, for example, there's a comment here. This is exactly what he's preying on. Okay, I'm going to have to buy your book. I've injured myself badly three times over 20 years by doing too much without warming up first. I thought it was to do with a life to do with chronic lifelong illnesses that creates inflammation and calcification. Maybe it does. I'm having another surgery in a couple of days and I'm dying to be active again. Maybe your info is what I need. I'm desperate. Like, so this woman has been injured for that three times in 20 years, which isn't that, that many times, by the way. But is that he can post this sort of stuff and be like, oh, I never got injured. And it's like, well, he's, A, he's never going to say you got injured. But B, you won't get injured because you're training partial range of motion and doing hardly any work. Um, and it's just this whole thing of like, People who get injured regularly, who are training maybe the right way or whatever, they will go to someone like that because they think, like, oh, that must be down to my problems because I get injured when I train for range of motion, all this sort of stuff. No, you get injured maybe because you're weak or because you don't have good form potentially, whether it's full, full range of motion or not. When you go to partial range of motion, you reduce the ability for your body to break down at any point because you're using half the range, right? And not only that, it doesn't carry over to then the sport because in a sport you play or whatever – you won't be able to to control that. You'll just have to go into full range because you need it for, for the demands of your sport. This guy, as you can tell from his run, plays no sport and probably never will <laughs> because he, he wouldn't be able to because he can't move properly. And it's just that whole... He does work with NFL athletes. Of course he does. But what he doesn't understand is that he's training them in a partial range of motion. Then they're going away to their sport and training in a full range of motion and maybe even training full range of motion movements in there with their team S&C stuff that they're doing. Yeah. And it's just baffling that he thinks that he's like that, like superior to everyone else. That he somehow knows this, um, and it's just unbelievable. Like that, and that's. What, I mean, he'll make his money. He'll make all his stuff from that. Um, you know, like he talks about like the Matrix talks about taking red pills and blue pills, and he's like, yeah, you're just being you're just being like duped by everyone. On yeah, here's another one on today's episode of Who Not to Listen to. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, only reason you can do this experiment and sprint cold after doing 90 degree isometric, eccentric isometrics is that you aren't fast enough to have to worry about getting injured. <laughs> it's true. It's true, though, because, and he says, no, read the article, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, but there's an element of that that's very, very true is that it's the intensity of the movement that will create. So you look at footballers when they injure their hamstrings, it's because they're trying to stop very, very quickly or trying to accelerate very, very quickly. That's, that's when they get injured. And it's the yeah. amount of force going through that muscle at any one time point, which is only created due to the speed at which you're moving initially or you're going from zero to 100 or from 100 to zero. If you're going from zero to 50, it wouldn't happen the same way. It's usually when people, when you see footballers with their hamstrings when they sprint, it's never, I say never, from what I can remember from seeing footballers with hamstring injuries when they do in a, during a sprint, it's never really during the first three or four steps. It's usually when they're nearing that top speed and it's like they get, you see, you, I think I've seen like Raheem Sterling do it before. Again, they get up to top speed and then it kind of goes, or when they're decelerating, they have to stop really quickly. It's that motion that does it. And that doesn't happen unless you're reaching those sort of higher end speeds. It's, yeah. You know, it's, it's just ridiculous. It's, it's just, it's, it's, if it was nothing to do with speed, you could pull your hamstring walking, but not many yeah. footballers pull the hamstrings walking. It's, it's to do with the range yeah. of motion that, that, that they go through and how strong they are through them. Yeah, hamstring oh, hamstring injuries. We know it's, it's it's the hamstring. Even though, like, yeah, it's men it can join into like knee flexion and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, that's how it, that's what the that's what the science book does. But really, your hamstring, you should like the the point of it is a decelerative 
like mechanism. That's what it does. It decelerates our, our body. And that's generally when you overload it, it's overloaded eccentrically. And that's why it's just like, it's why, why also why it gets super sore, right? It's one of those things that's bioticular and gets super sore when you train it eccentrically. And that's like, that's the adaptive response because it's like, ah, oh, it, this is what it does. It needs to be like, yeah, so crazy, mate. Oh, it's insane. I'm going to read it. I will. I'm flicking through his article right now. I've clicked on the link. So, so I'm a bit. It's maybe. just like, I, I just find it. And it, also, it, he's yeah, quoted, find... like, his, his first quote is uh, <laughs> Barry Saunders. Like, he's just an old, he's just an ex NFL athlete. That's it. That's the first quote. Yeah. A cheater doesn't warm up, so why would I? Because you're like, not a cheater. Yeah, because you're not. Because <laughs> you have the you have you have the because a cheater, a, yeah, and a cheater doesn't play for like a fifty billion pound fucking event. Yeah, that's probably and, why. Yeah. The, the, yeah, yeah, it's just like you have the brain capacity too. You have the like the neural capacity to warm up, to make it better, to progress. The cheater probably doesn't have that. So, honestly, <sighs> what a stupid thing to say. <laughs> the article's long as well, man. That's. You're also suggesting as well that your muscles are the same as a cheetah's. They yeah. they could they could just going to suggest it could be genetically different. Maybe that over time evolutionary you know from an evolutionary standpoint maybe that you know they are they're, they're designed to be that way. But never mind. It's the just, missing um, key. It's probably obvious at this point in terms of one's ability to sprint consistently under cold. But obviously eccentric isometrics with 90 degree joint angles is the missing key fuck off <laughs> no it's not like i don't know yeah, it's, oh, honestly it's okay. when someone's that narrow-minded like again they're going to get people who agree with them when you're that particular like he's got a quarter of a million people that follow him Pro- some of them probably follow him just for the lols to be fair but uh, hello he will also have people <laughs> yeah he will also like me yeah he will also have people who will follow him for what he's doing um because, like I say, it's that divisive thing where, again, I, for me, it's that bias thing. If he says it enough and he's got a PhD and he's written articles, he's got a website and he sells books and people do it and they then they have been injured all their life. They then do his program and don't get injured and feel like feel like they're getting strong through a partial range. Because, again, you're only, you're only going to feel strong in that partial range because you don't have to go any further. It's like the people in the, in the gym that can back squat 100 kilos but half squat it. Yeah. To them, they think they're strong you know that they're not for a full range, but they will always train just in that range. So they say they're feeling strong. So they might, yeah, they might squat more than they've ever squatted because they're doing half of a squat. So they feel like they're getting stronger, but then they have the superiority superiority complex of this guy going, oh yeah, this is the way to train. This is it. This is it. So then he gets all the good testimonials. Yeah, I'm not injured and I'm stronger than ever. No, you're not injured because you're not training for a full range of motion. You're stronger than ever because you're not training for a full range of motion. That's it. Like that's it. Just, I just love, um, like some of the exercises are literally like how much shit can you throw at something to I save a lot of them. I save a lot of them. I yeah. can't wait till I got this to get back in the gym and record this. <laughs> some of them are brilliant. Like he's so he trains as well. He, he regularly posts her videos. He trains like a bikini athlete. Yeah, I've got her up here. And like as a bikini athlete, right, your only goal is to bring a good condition and be a toned physique in terms of musculature the best way to grow bigger muscles is to train them for a full range of motion and by doing more volume doing volume based stuff he has her doing like ridiculous isometric holds for her like core and shit yeah what is that like what is that (laughs) so oh i can't even describe that but like just (laughs) like 
no need for it. And like, she's really strong. She's functionally, yeah, she's functionally strong. It's like, yeah, but on a bodybuilding stage, who gives a fuck? You don't need to be like, awful. Uh, I like when they, they, again, I think she's a master's. I think she's a master's yeah. competitor. So again, for so her, it'll be, oh, I wasn't injured. I didn't get injured. Didn't have any pain. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're not going to because you're not doing anything with your training. He's in the barn with her. She trained like a bodybuilder for the last 40 years. So it's like, yeah. hang on a minute. All so, you're doing now is maintaining the muscle you've got. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which isometrics are okay with. Anyway, mate, well, we digress. Uh, after <laughs> go, see, go give him a follow. Uh, yeah. Give Tell him, him we sent we sent you. Give him a wave. <laughs> He's a good lad. Um, yeah, I've never spoken no. to the light guy. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah. just funny. He's full of lols. I'm gonna side on some of the other stuff. All right, we got protein review, Daniel. Protein oh, yeah. review. Don't worry, I forked out from didn't I? Do you know what I mean? Forked <laughs> the new one. Let's try one of the new ones. Jesus, we can do the new ones. Yeah, we yeah. got, we got, we got time now. We, we got, we got time. We got bare protein bars. Um, got enough now. Oh, I can put the rest of them in this box. Yeah, I put them all in that box as well. <laughs> I was like, I'm keeping this box. What are you going to pick? You, you the, pick then. Go on. The protein pantry nicely uh, reposted my story. Um, did they? Of course, of course it is. They like us. They know us. Um, yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think we covered their stuff before, like way back when. Um, do now. I mean, they all look good. I know you want to. So the new ones we got: caramelized crunch, uh, double chocolate chunk, mm. chocolate honeycomb and sea salt, jaffa cake, and hazelnut cream. Basically, if you think of these, think of going to like a little coffee shop, and they would have like their own cakes and homemade cakes and stuff. Yeah, that's what it looks like. That's what they look like, right? They look. I know you. Like you want to do the caramelized crunch, don't you? Mm-hmm. Should we do that one? I do. Yeah. All right. I'm trying to get I mean, all these in a picture. I'm not a big caramel person. Not a caramel. Um, a uh, a raisin person. So, all right. Well, this is from the you, pro- No, you choose. You choose. You choose. Oh, but then I get for them all, so it doesn't really matter, does it? All right. Uh, caramelizing crunch. Caramelizing crunch. There it is. Boom. Lovely. Just just for continuity, so I know where where to cut. Lovely. Let's open this bad boy up. So, have we got macros on here? Of course we have. Like, so what's good about these? I think Protein Pantry obviously bespoke make them like as a bakery, don't they? Basically, which is cool. Yeah. Um, order them on their website. Lovely job. Um, so per bar, They're a bit more so expensive this, than normal bars. They are correct, but it's also like but they treat, are like. Isn't it? They are like batch made though. So Yeah. So this one, caramel and crunch. We got whey protein, cocoa powder, blah 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 blah. Uh, per bar. Let's talk through talk through the, the macros. Two hundred and fifty calories, pretty standard. It's not really a bar, I find it's like a big chunk, brownie chunk thing. Um, fats, six point nine grams, carbs, fourteen point eight, fiber, nineteen point two, and protein. 22.7. That's a good amount of protein in a protein bar, that. 22.7. It is. Um, in a yeah, they're pretty good macros on them, to be fair. Can't argue with that. Pretty good. 250 cows, 22. I, I reckon protein. if you put that down, like you said, Tom, with a coffee on a plate next to coffee, people wouldn't know it was a protein bar. Ooh, that looks good, doesn't it? it smells it incredible. Good, yeah. 
Mm. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna tuck into mine. You can uh, talk shop. You tuck into yours while I talk. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah they like they, they yeah they look like like a tiffin bar. You know, if you're like in a in a coffee shop or something, you have got that on a little plate next to it. Ooh. you would um, yeah, you would you would be very pleased with that. I think as a little thing. Um, Tom's happy. He's got his thumbs up. Um, so I think that's good, is it? We don't like caramel, and he said doesn't like caramel, apparently. But you know. What we're saying, Tom. That is, that is great. That is literally just like that. Yeah, you sit down, do yourself a favor, get some of these, any of them, and have a coffee. Your little elevensies. Now you're at home, working from home. Yeah. Have a little coffee. Have a little cake. High amount of protein, anyway. So it's absolutely treat yourself. And that's I'm great. So as as you bite into it, so it's like a doughy kind of cakey kind of thing it is incredibly sticky and it's got soft caramel inside like a gooey it smells center. good it yeah it does it it smells <laughs> good man so the um you've got like a crunchiness and with a soft caramel inside you can see um as if, if you get there deep enough and you take a little like a little uh raisin i'm gonna have one more bite and then i'll put it down because i'll finish it after the show um Good podcast. You would not know it's a protein bar. You could give that to someone. You could give that to someone and they wouldn't know it's a protein bar. I'm not even joking. How have they done that? So good, isn't it? All right, so good. Seriously, how have they done that? How have they? They've created a protein bar that you wouldn't know is a protein bar. You wouldn't know it's a protein <laughs> bar. But it's got 22 grams of protein in it and only 250 calories. And it tastes like a fucking brownie that you get from a coffee shop. Right? <laughs> it's crispy. It's got caramel in it. Oh my God. Protein pantry you've done yourselves. That is incredible. incredible. That is incredible, isn't it? Absolutely incredible. Hold on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm guessing I don't even care you can hear me chewing. <laughs> you turned your mic off now, mate. Jesus. Because <laughs> you're chewing all over it. That's right, Dan's. I'm assuming he's putting that on his stories because uh, you're <laughs> looking down, not on your camera. But yeah, absolutely incredible. What well up? I guess we'll move on for that. I don't, I don't care, you can this... hear me. I don't care, you can hear me. But this is... <laughs> the show is not going to get any better. in this. Oh my god, that is eleven out of ten. No doubt That's about it. Right? It's just the fact that, like, obviously you get, like, really good brownies and stuff like that, but it's just the fact that, like, the macros are on point as well. <laughs> and you're like, hang on a minute. That's crazy. Uh, actually, the raisin was good as well. Like, there's a little little bit of chew in there, so. I get this bit of caramel here. <laughs> there we go. Oh, my God. That caramel. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Do you know what? I'm not even joking now. You know, if I ran a competition and I had six of them to give away, that's a, that is worthwhile competition entering. They are just like, yeah. you know, if someone said to you, I've got this protein bar competition, you'd be like, oh, whatever, it's grenade protein bars. They are, I think we've ever played it, but they are incredible. <laughs> uh, it's definitely like, incredible. the best one we've had so far. I mean, that's the first one. By the way, let's just go over the, did you go over the, the flavours? I think so, yeah, I did at the top, you know. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to trying the Jaffa cake. Not gonna lie. Oh man, I'm excited to try them all now. Let's yeah. do a podcast every single day this week. 
<laughs> so get through. I'm I'm quite excited. I do like honeycomb. So that one, the chocolate. Right, if you season. have if you have a friend or a partner or someone who's in their fitness likes protein bars, right, and you don't know what to get them for their birthday, just saying, get them some of that. Yeah, do a bit of protein pantry. Right. Uh, I'll take sponsorship now, Protein Pantry. <laughs> I will sell my soul for those those protein bars. I'll get all sorts of discount codes everywhere. I'll do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Don't care. Decent, aren't they? Right, we can get Probably a signed sign up deal with them, can't we? Exactly. PTC, PTC approved. Mate, the, approved. Pull, the Push Poor Legs podcast brought to you by the Protein Pantry. It's coming. <laughs> I'll tell you now. It's coming. All right. I, I can't um, believe they've done it. Wow. Did you eat all your? Wow, wow, wow. No, I'm saving that. Saving that, yeah. Saving that bad boy. Again, as much as I don't, as much as that was incredible, I still don't like people. Like, I would hate to hear someone eating on my ears. I I get it. I get that. That's fine. All right. Speaking, like, let's let's so branch off that kind of topic um, in terms of the food. Um, As we have hit into February now, um, oh, I just got briefly say um, because obviously today, old Sir Captain Tom passed away. Quite sad. Thought I just mentioned that. Um, good lad. What he raised, like 30, 40 million for during the first lockdown. He did more for the NHS than Boris Johnson's done. Let's put it that way. Correct. Um, what a cracking lad. So, hats off, sir. I, it's not hard. It's not hard. I have. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> and, I've, and I've done nothing. So, yeah. um, <laughs> Boris Johnson's made it worse. So, technically, by doing nothing, you're doing all right. Hats off to the lad. Died from. He had no pneumonia um, and, yeah. And then died of COVID because he had pneumonia. So I believe that is the uh, thing. So hats off, mate. Rest in peace. Well done. Done done everybody pretty proud there. So shame he didn't get vaccinated. Yeah. Um but pretty good innings. He was a hundred. <laughs> so he'd done well. I think he was Less he was him. I read the article, he was eligible for it, but because of the pneumonia he couldn't get it. That was Correct. It, it? So I think people were like, Oh, people have missed a trick there, but yeah, you can't vaccine somebody who's also like that like in a condition anyway so yeah that is yeah, yeah. so it's, it's kind of a wait not a waste of a vaccine but it's like oh no we'd, pro- we'd probably like kill him by giving him the vaccine so yeah um so well done captain tom All right back in um so dieting daniel i think because we've hit we is now the second of february um by the way february 2021 i've seen a lot of like posts about this is the the month that has everything in check it is the most organised month in it the is. world. It is first it is. to the 28th. Like the old Apple Monday, Monday to the, yeah, four weeks. Boom, boom, boom. Exactly. I'm in a, I'm in a big favour. They should definitely um, basically make the calendar and eat like this. Um, basically regulate it and make it 13 months and have 28 days in every single one. And then you'd have 364 days in the year. And then you just get an intermission day, which you're out to free to do whatever you like at the end of the year. And it's kind of nobody knows what's happening between kind of Christmas and New Year's anyway. So that would be I would like to regulate uh, 13 months, 28 days in every single month. That works out perfectly. And then you would just have intermission. What do you think? That's a good idea. Mm. I think I think it's a great idea. 13 months. I think it is. I think yeah, everybody would be save all the confusion because then you could have the Christmas Day at the same time every single day. It'd be that you know every, you know where you're at you every single day. Wow, Jesus Christ! No, you don't mean every, you know, every same day. <laughs> yeah, and um, it doesn't matter if like oh, but my birthday is on the thirtieth. It doesn't matter. You just work it out. You work out what day that would have been, and then it recoils back into that day. Absolutely fine. We thought of everything. So I don't think it's going to catch on, mate. I'm not going to lie to you. 
but I like I mean, it. That's what they should do to make everybody because then you've got you've got no excuse for like, oh, I don't know what they No, it's a one to twenty eight every single day, four weeks in a month, crack on. It'd be perfect. Um yeah, it's too much anyway, so, sense, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what they should have done when they were reforming the calendar of past the Romans, but no. Just like, just like when we when when London got burnt down, um, and there was all these plans. Remember, there was London burning, like the whole fire of London. All these plans to make London beautiful, put a grid system, do a spiral system was a really cool idea. So you could have starting from the centre and they spiral out with the roads and the houses, and that'd be like insane. Now nah, just put it back how it was. Fucking brilliant. That worked <laughs> out. Um, yeah, just had this perfect chance to rebuild. Um, but, all right. yeah, yeah so, see, I quite like the whole like American system of like blocks. Yeah, like, it's great. It works. I quite like it. Like, oh, where is yeah, it? All right, yeah. Twenty fourth and six. You, you just right, know, know how many blocks away it takes <laughs> to get places. Then you're like, it's that many blocks away. I know uh, how long it's going to take me. Yeah. 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 Oh. Yeah. Then not not like oh yeah, you just kind of ran that wiggly road and just like like going for for example going to Daniel's house um, is I I always when I when I visit Dan it's always late at night I'm getting there. So I've usually worked and I'll drive like in the evening and get there at like nine ten. It's dark and the roads, you kind of get there and I'm like quite close on the map, but it's still saying about 10 miles away. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, let's go around. There's a pheasant. There's a, a deer. I've got to go against this lake through this ford. See, yeah. Up this Bath mountain. is like nice <laughs> position just off a motorway. It's not like it's not like you go on a motorway and you just happen to get into into Bath. It's like you have to go off the dirt track, Ooh. off to the side. Yeah, it's insane. You know. Anyway, I've I've gone off on about three different tangents. Anyway, we're I guess what we'd say is this is this generally the sticky period. Um, especially I'm looking at you, Daniel, in terms of nutrition advice and dieting. Is this the most regular time to people to fall off the wagon 100 mm-hmm. mm-hmm. as as an online coach people always assume that january is like your busiest time it's like nope that's actually really quiet it's actually february and march because what people yeah. do is they try it themselves and then they realize they can't do it this year is obviously a bit different with everything going on um but in general that that tends to be how it goes because it's the same with i suppose at the moment obviously no one's really training or, or going to the gym but it's the same thing with with diet as, as the gym so you could replace what I'm about to say with with training as well but essentially what people do is they kind of go right I'm going to do this I'm going to make sure that I I fix my nutrition last year I didn't manage it so I'll just do the same thing again <laughs> you know it didn't work last time did it uh, oh no but this time it's going to work it's going to it's going to happen and basically people try and change too much um they they try and do too many things all at once I literally my email that went out today to my email list about was about this one this very same thing is that the reality is in terms of dieting and stuff, people think they go, right, I'm going to eat a really super healthy breakfast. I'm going to eat no sugar. I'm going to eat no meat. I'm going to make sure I get in 20,000 steps. I'm going to make sure that I do my mobility class before I do work. I'm going to make sure I meditate I'm, and all these things, right? And if they miss out on two or three of them, they just, they give up all of them because they failed. Whereas the reality is if they'd have just said, I'm just going to track my calories, they would be far further forward now four weeks on than they would have been if they tried to do all that stuff. Um, and the reality is it's about picking the things that are going to make the biggest difference. So having a healthy breakfast isn't going to make a difference. Like cutting out meat, it's not going to make a difference. Cutting out sugar, it's not going to make a difference. A, you can't keep it up for long enough anyway. And B, it's not going to make a difference unless you address the biggest thing, which is the amount of food you eat, for example. Um, what happens is people try and do their own, they try and do their own like, 
thing that they've seen in a magazine or a thing that they've seen online or their diet, given a diet book for Christmas. And, and what people fail to realize is that they think it's the diet that didn't work or they think that they ran out of willpower. They think that they, and it's like the reality is with anything in life that's difficult is you need accountability and you need someone to help you. Um, I know plenty of people who know their shit and they're not accountable to anyone. So they don't do it. And that's why February, March seems the, 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 is always the busier time. And then April hits and then they're like, shit, I've got eight weeks to my holiday. I'm better get in shape. And then I'm like, it's too late now. Too late now. February, you can do something about it. April, nah, you're not be ready for June, mate. Too long. Um, and it's just this whole thing. It's this obsession over the minutiae and specifics and certain foods and certain meals and certain times of the day you eat. And, and the reality is, it's like nothing to do with that. It's nothing to do with that. It's everything else you're doing. It's the things that you're doing as a whole. And um, yeah, that's basically it. I think people just don't believe how simple it can be. And I, and, I, and I said this to someone on the phone the other day. I said, if you, and it was, they had a dog. I said, if your dog started getting fat, what would you do? And they were like, what do, what do you mean? I was like, well, if your dog was getting fat, you would feed it less food and probably combine it with a bit more walking. Probably. They're like, yeah, yeah. I was like, what makes you think you're any different? And they couldn't believe it. They're like, oh, yeah. I was like, you know, you wouldn't start going, oh, my dog needs to go on keto. Oh, my dog needs to eat grapefruit. <laughs> That's it. Just grapefruit. No, you eat, them eat what they normally eat, but you just take a bit away from them. And the reality is you need someone to do that for you, like that holds the, the control. Like that's what you do with your dog. You hold the control. They can't find food out of nowhere. And, I, and it's the same with the kitchen environment thing. It's like, don't have shit in the house. If you know you can't control yourself eating it, don't buy it. It's the simplest trick in the book, especially right now, right? Yeah. And I think, it, I think that's the biggest problem is people, people don't believe that. They don't believe it. And, and that's, what, that's what frustrates me half the time is they'll get Joe Wicks's book, but then they'll also have like loads of wine and beer and chocolate in the house and then wonder why they can't control themselves when they want to eat it. It's like, well, because you're probably going to start craving it at some point. Right? That's it at the end of the day. Um, but I always use that dog analogy because it's just like, again, you wouldn't start saying, oh, I need to give him apple cider vinegar every morning. You wouldn't. You just wouldn't do it. Um, and, and it's exactly the same sort of principle. And I get that we're obviously more advanced than dogs before someone's fucking like, oh, you're very funny. Um, <laughs> but the, the overall overriding principle is the same, is that even if you were to then not walk your dog more and just feed it less, it would lose weight. It's the same principle. It's like, just do one thing. Like, either feed it the same and walk more or do the same walk and... Do you know what I mean? Like to me, it's fucking obvious. Of course it is. But when you put it in words like that about your dog, all of a sudden to everyone else, it's obvious. They're like, well, yeah, of course I would. Like, yeah, you wouldn't fucking buy a recipe book for your dog and think, <laughs> oh, there's something magic in this. No, yeah. you just walk it more. Um, it's that simple. And, and like I said, the problem is people don't have that person in charge <laughs> of their food <laughs> like the dogs do. Um, and that's why kind of coaching, I suppose, to a degree, it's literally what I do. I literally say, look, if you want to do that, this is how you're going to have to control things to get the result you want. It's literally what I do. Some days you feed them a little bit more food. Some days you feed them a little bit less food. Some days you give them more walks. Some days you give them less walks. And depending on their situation, their work and life, that is altered based on your ability as a coach. Simple. There you go. I mean, with, with the analogy of dogs as well, yeah, it's uh, it's even more like that during lockdown because we can only go for walks. So we essentially, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> so yeah, I I I do have my my self worth of uh, you can tell when obviously I'm working myself on like a Tuesday and a Thursday, and I get tired after my stuff. I'm dieting right now. I've already done my eighteen eighteen thousand steps. I've done that would be a normal day for me. Um, 
if I'm in the gym. It's crazy how like I think the other thing, the other thing, the other thing about that, like you said, is like you're saying there as well. Is the other thing is that people don't expect to be hungry. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, if you're going to be hungry, like if you're dieting, there's probably going to be periods of the day where you're going to crave food, you're going to be hungry, you're going to want to eat more yeah. food. Of course you are. That's why you're the size you are. Why you want to lose weight because you've been eating too much of it. And I think, again, it's that thing of like, what do you think that you could just have a free-for-all? And that's why all these diets that say, yeah, just cut carbs are so popular because people can eat as much as they want of all the other stuff. And then they realize they can't. They're not losing any weight. And it's not the carbs in the end. Um, and, and I think that's the, that's the, that's the other thing is, is this realization of like, oh, hang on. So what? I can't eat what I want. Oh, I can't carry on eating the same amount. No. Like, no. Like, that's kind of dieting. You're going to be a bit tired. You're going to be a bit tired because you've got less energy. You, you know, like, and it, yeah, it's just that whole thing of like, I just, to me, I just find it baffling. I find it baffling. Yeah. It's crazy. So it's the, like, the advice. What do you expect? Yeah. What do you expect? Like, what, what would, what advice if somebody was listening to this and they're, they're about, they're, they fell off the wagon kind of last week, but they're like, no, I've got to get back on it. What advice, what one, one thing or two things would you give them to do? I would just say figure out why you fell off the wagon or why you think you fell off the wagon uh, and rectify that that issue if you think if you fell off the wagon because you feel like you had because you had a takeaway and that food that that's more calories or that food is banned or it's junk food and you weren't allowed it well then tell yourself you are allowed it track the calories that are in it and work out your calories and where you're supposed to be that's it if you've fallen off the wagon because consistently you can't hit the number of calories you're supposed to be on to lose weight and you keep overeating I hate the coaches that say like, oh, just grind harder, just work harder because they're just fucking morons. But there does come a point where you kind of have to say, okay, I can't magically like, like remove any of this stuff. Like I can't magic anything away. Like if you can't stick to those calories because you're a little bit hungry and you couldn't hack it, I can't really help you with that. If you're already maxing out your meals and you're eating enough protein, enough veggies and all this sort of stuff, it's like, there's going to be an element to where you're a little bit hungry. And that, that's, I don't, that's obviously the last route you'd take with someone, right? But it's addressing the whole why you feel like you fell off the wagon. And most people feel like they've fallen off the wagon because they have something that wasn't on their diet plan or is a banned food or is a bad food. And there's no such thing as any of that. And once you have that realization, you realize you can just track the calories in it and get back on things the next day. Um, most people, when they fall off the wagon, they then have a couple of days where they fall off the wagon. Again, it's the whole thing of, oh, if you dropped your phone on the floor, you wouldn't just smash it on the floor. Uh, sorry, you wouldn't just drop it on the floor and then just stamp on it. You pick it up straight away. Like what, what you're doing by that yeah. with your diet is you're effectively dropping your phone by mistake and then stamping on it twice to make sure it's fucking smashed. No, you pick it up straight away. Same with your diet. If you have one bad day, you just the next day go, okay, crack on with it. Just from um, a perspective. And that's what well, the realizations that a lot of people have with coaching. Yeah. So like from perspective right now, so those perspectives. I would say, so in the whole time, I, I started dieting uh, January the 4th. Why that day? Because that was a Monday. Um, <laughs> start any day. No, start yeah. on Monday because that's that's the easiest working to do. Um, <laughs> you, why, why do you still have to start? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, when we were saying, like, start the year in the year. Yeah, start January. This year is shit. Fucking it's great. If it works for you, in my head, do you just heard my rant about fucking mumps and putting it all in order? Guess what? That works way better. Mm. <laughs> I was like, far more likely to have a good adherence yeah. if I've started that day. Not be miserable on the Sunday. Like, um, yeah, so I've had... I'm going to go in that time. I think I've had two to three takeaways. And my weight has increased every single time I've had those takeaways. I have allowed for them, but then I've also had to guesstimate um, I've had three takeaways. I've had two 
because generally when I'm watching the NFL, I like uh, to eat some American food. So I've ordered a lot of chicken or chicken wings. Lovely. And then I had a, a curry last week as well. Um, but my weight is still dropped, um, but it's, it's, it's allowing for those calories. So my, my um, and people, my clients know this, my adaptive response is like, if it, mentally I know I'm going to order that that day and I'm, I'm already looking forward to it. I'm more like, yeah, I'm going to sit down, have a beer, have some chicken wings and watch the football. So I'd have a small breakfast and then I would skip lunch. That's how I do things. I think Dan would probably skip breakfast like, cause he's just like, all right, I'm just going to go. I don't care about I, if I get up, do something, go take the dog for a walk. And that kind of fills that part of the day. I'm similar, but I've got to fill it with some else. I'd rather have breakfast and then I can kind of pitter through most of the day if I'm just drinking lots of fluids and then crack on. But I'm not even thinking about like, oh, I must have my water. I must go this. I'm just like carrying on with things. It's trying to, it's like out of sight, out of mind. I'll try not to be around food as well mm-hmm. is one of the big things. And then I'll be like, okay, I'll, I'll pick a certain time. So if you think you struggle with that, I tend to think, all right, I'm going to have that when I'm watching football. So football is on at 6 p.m. I cannot order. I cannot eat until that time. That is my goal. I have to get there. That's that short kind of goal span. And I'm like, all right, I've prepared myself. I know I've got this amount of time for about 10.30, 10 o'clock on the weekend. It's a weekend day. I'm going to have my like my breakfast, some eggs, got egg whites classic egg white and just one egg and then i'll be like all right i can't have anything till six i have a coffee that kind of thing but i think it's that like that prepared state as well of i feel like that works i think it's when it's random it's like oh you just become a little bit reactive even though that was just like the day it throws you off right and and that's the thing when you said like you you end up having a takeaway then fall off like oh i fucked it all you're like no you haven't like my weight increased and it stayed up it was above what I had for about four days and how it kind of went around. I did overeat by quite a lot, by the way. Um, mm. So I, I just chowed down. But yeah, it takes a while and it's just like, oh, it's just persistence, making sure you're doing the right thing. It was coming down. And if you saw previous results in the first two to three weeks, guess what? Probably a lot of people say they plateau. That It's because they, they end up doing that thing. They have a big meal and then they try to recover, but don't see it get back to where it was too quickly enough. And then they go, fuck it. Like, no, 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 it, it works. Yeah. Like I was we, on, we see I'm, a lot, I'm on about uh, two to two thousand, two and two and a half thousand calories, two to two and a half thousand. I give myself. And I just was like, all right, I know it's working. Like I've just got to recover back to that. Yeah. Probably just added on four days. That's about it. So yeah. yeah, we sit a lot with Blitz. Like, basically, there's, there's a, this is our fourth time doing it now. So we kind of see this pattern. It happens every single time. And it's the reason why most people mess up their diets is that by the end of week two, a lot of them are like, not seeing any changes. Nothing's happening. Like, can't see any change. Weight's dropped a bit, but I can't see any change in the mirror and in, 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 in the pictures. Or I can't, I don't feel different. And I'm just really craving like a food, some food. I'm really craving this, craving that. And it's at that point that we have to be go. no, look, everything's great. It's going really, really well. And the amount of them, the pictures have changed, measurements have changed. People are telling them they look different and all this sort of stuff, but they can't see it themselves. Yeah. And the hardest thing is you will always be the last person to see it yourself. So you might have given it your all for two weeks. You then go, I'm going to have a takeaway because I'm really craving one and I don't see any change. What's the point of this diet? It's been two weeks. I've only lost a pound or something like that. If you were taking pictures, you would have seen a huge change. If you're taking measurements, you'd have seen a huge change. So we reiterate that to them all and go, look, there is change there. You're making fucking ridiculous changes of quality. Then by the end of week three is when they all go, oh, actually, 
um, oh, I'm starting to feel better. And actually, I don't really crave that food now. And actually, I've realized I can have a little bit of what I fancy. And actually, it doesn't affect things too much. And then by the end of week four, which is this one coming up, they might be able to see the change in their pictures. They might be able to see them there. And that's when they believe. But the problem with is most people after two weeks or three weeks or something, depends on how long you push it, that's when they give up and fail. And it's because when they see themselves in the mirror, they still see the same person. And if you don't take pictures or measurements, even measurements, people don't, they don't believe that. They go, yeah, I've lost some centimeters on my waist, but I don't see it. Because you see yourself every fucking day and you judge yourself every fucking day, you'll never see the difference. Whereas if you take pictures and you put them side by side after three weeks, you'll go, this is working. This is working. And then you give it another five and that's where you get all the sort of transformations to get in blitz. And it happens all the time. After week two, it's not working. It's not working for me. This isn't for me, this. It's not working. It's not, it's not the right thing for me. Like it is, you just carry on with it. And then by week four, they're like, oh, I'm really glad I, I, ca- I carried on, I'm really glad I persevered. It's like, yeah, because you don't see the change. You'll be the last person to see it. Last person to see the change in um, I hope you. I hope you I get quoted in, uh, in one of your next calls or whatever, because I'm sure there's a few people who are on Blitz or have been on their Blitz and I just wanted some, Dan, you just told us to shut up. <laughs> You're like, correct, yeah, shut up. Like, no, but like, mouth, sometimes there's less like, likely the food as bad as it sounds like there's <laughs> yeah yeah like there, there is a point as well where i think you can be you can be as nice a coach as possible but that doesn't always help some people no. sometimes you do have to just be a bit more blunt and be like no no like you don't know what you're doing i do let's just do what i'm saying let's just do what i say like let's just focus on that shall we um and a lot of them kind of a lot of the comments are a bit like oh I, you know i'm just gonna have to trust the process it's like yes you are Yes, yes, you are. Because up to this point, you've trusted Slimming World. And that ain't got you very yeah, far. Yeah. So trust the process. Um, and again, a lot of them, it's kind of like, we have to just say to them, if you're eating this amount of calories you're telling us you're eating, you're going to lose weight. Like, there's, there's, no way, there's no way around it. So either you're lying and you're not losing the weight, or it's happening and we just got to wait for it to, to show. And it's usually the latter one. Um, because, yeah, it's like, we know from science, we know from the numbers, we know all this stuff, we know enough to go yeah you're losing weight um it's but yeah, we're human like again it's it's not like people do the same thing 90 percent of them good chunk of people do that not many people have got the 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 mental capacity to just keep going with it and just be like okay i don't care i'll just i'll trust in the process keep doing it or they do see the change or they do see the positives um very few people do that most people focus on negatives and i can't see change or whatever so right. yeah. that's what most people do Lovely. All right. Within a last little thing before we, uh, we bring this to a close, I did promise that I would give my opinion on Clubhouse. I invited you, Dan. Oh, yeah, you, you, did, you, did, you, did you sign up or not? I, I sent you my... invited me, but I didn't sign up. No, mate. You know, been, oh, been a bit busy. bitch. Been a bit busy, bitch. mate. Sorry. You bitch. Because um, you only get a certain amount of invites. Like, because you have to be invited on and then you only get certain. So I was like, Oh, I'll invite Dan. I've still got one more actually. Um, I think you get them like a certain amount of time. I've been on it a fair bit and I even like, I allowed notifications to happen. I don't on, on like do that very often. I like having to physically go onto the app to look at the notifications to happen. Um, Cause it just yeah. ends up your phone just fucking pings all the time. Um, yeah. And then, so I allowed that to happen. It's weird. It's like live podcasting and then like you can like raise your hand to ask questions and it's just an audio based format only. There's no like ho- like home screeny thing where you can scroll and see lots of people or anything like that. You obviously see you can follow and people follow certain people. 
but they like host a room and it'd be like me and you would start a private room then you like our followers can come in into our room we'd be doing the live podcast maybe we could do one on there fuck it and then nobody would be in the room and then um they can like ask questions if they want but it's all like a panel kind of talks it's just lots of talks one thing i have noticed um and i realize it's a relatively new platform but one thing that has pissed me off about it okay and it seems to be inundated with absolute horseshit of uh, people who who the the generally the people who i'm super successful yet from what i can see i'm following a few of these fuckers and from what I can see, they appear to be on Clubhouse doing at least three to five panels or three to five talks rooms a day. A day. I'm sorry. Must be real busy. Mm. Uh, yeah, this is where I don't get like Luke's been invited onto a panel every week. Like, there's a couple of panels that we probably will be doing and stuff like that. Like, yeah. We'll be invited because we know what fucking what we're talking about. We're also successful, but we also can't go. I oh, would we'll be on five of them a day to get like I don't. I yeah, I I don't understand that. So if you see a theme of somebody who's on it far too much, they are not successful and don't listen to them. Um, it, yeah, I feel like there's going to be a lot of people. It's 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 You're not talking about more... one person in particular, are you, Tom? Oh, the one person is, is is a standout, Mrs. Ticking. Um, <laughs> Miss, oh, Mrs. Tickles, Mrs. Tickles, Mrs. Tickles. Fucking hell, these people. But there's there's a whole group of them that kind of circulate around each other and like have each other's back, and they all just seem to be. I'm like, do you spend all your time doing it? I don't understand. So. Who are you like? Who are you coaching? Who are your clients? Are they not wanting any of your time? Like, oh, I don't understand. If they're paying like a lot for you, then they probably want a lot of your time. If they're not paying a lot for you, then you've got a fucking incredible system to get through it more. Like, yeah. So I'd be yeah. wary think, of that. I think that's I think... the thing is that I think it's at that level. I think a lot of the stuff is 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 systemized to though to that degree that I think. Yeah. They, they set it up that way maybe whereby they actually aren't the people that get involved in the day-to-day stuff. And I think as a business owner, that's the decision you have to make at some point Correct. is do you want to hold on to your reputation and, and deal with people on a daily basis? Or do you want to employ people and trust them enough to do that for you? And I think that's the, the, the scary part for a lot of people. Now, personally, I would always like to be customer facing in a business. I think that's pretty important if you're, um, coaching people or whatever and i think the way that a lot of these talk like if you're selling a coaching program you'd expect that or people are buying it would expect to hear from you probably rather than just see videos all the time of you you know i think there's that element to it i think it's it does fascinate me Uh, but even regardless of that you can't tell me that again the way that this is this is this this person or these people try and portray themselves that they have five hours free to just do that and that is fun for them or something like it's not is it you're doing it for work oh. like clearly you're there because you want to pitch yourself like we we get sick of talking about the same thing all the time and they're talking on panels about talking on the same thing every single thing yeah and i'm like this is just horseshit like no i wouldn't be able to do it i'm on a lot of like calls and webinars and stuff like that so i've got one tomorrow and it's just like no, I get so tired. Like you end up like just 
just the, the physical act of talking and being able to present and that kind of stuff and listening, active listening is really, it's a tough skill as well. And yeah, I just, you're not getting your, your salt if I'm here in any of those rooms, but it's cool. It's a cool premise. Cause I think like the rooms, you have to be invited in to a certain degree. If you follow the person you can, um, mm. I think there will be well, just like with private Instagram pages, there will be a facility to end up having to pay for that kind of thing. So it's something we're looking to maybe do or take advantage of PTC wise. Maybe you have a little like, much like you have with your Slack channels or whatever like that. Um, mm. We might have like do that every now and again. But I kind of like the premise of like having little forums, like audio forums and live podcasts all the time that people can just drop in and out of. Because I think that's one thing that it's always, um, I always think that's missing from like a podcast. It'd be It's good to do it if like we did a live one in front of an audience, that kind of thing, if you can bounce off that. It's always very telling when people. So I listen to like some Radio Four stuff and some comedy stuff. It's always it's, since the change to doing everything on Zoom compared to doing it live in front of an audience, it is a different feel. Um, so I think it would be good having people like chime in every now and again. So I think that's cool. Um, so we'll see where it goes. Yeah, I won't be actively active mm. on it. It's not going to be my eighty part of my eighty twenty, but yeah. <laughs> We'll see. Anyway, Clubhouse, yeah. Get on it if you want to listen to people. Um, yeah, if you don't have any podcasts, see, this, that's the, one of the annoying things. You can't watch it. You can't do it on playback. So that's annoying. Um, mm. Obviously, the, the beauty of podcasts, it's all playback, isn't it? You can you can do it whenever you like, whereas this is, you've got to jump in to a live session. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Maybe we should set up a way whereby, like, Maybe we should set up a way whereby people can send us questions for the podcast. Maybe we used to do question boxes, didn't we, a lot of the time. Maybe we should yeah. set up a system whereby they can literally send a – maybe they email it to us, maybe just like a topic that they want covered or something. But again, I guess it's not the same thing because they can't ask further questions, et cetera, et cetera. But still. Right. So, yeah, then we've got to try and answer them, think of yeah. the further questions, and then, yeah, yeah. Because if you're in a panel or we've had it where we're talking in front of people, then you, you kind of get a back and forth with that person and then it goes through. So that's the idea. But anyway, yeah. Any other business? No, not for me. No, 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 no. A-O-B. No, nothing. If you're part of the collective, crack on. Me and Luke are doing something tomorrow, I believe, um, at 6 p.m. So that's Wednesday. Probably you'll probably listen to this on the Wednesday. So today at 6 p.m., <clears throat> some sort of live Q&A. So I think you can ask Ooh. me any questions then if you want. Um, for the collective, cool. We've had a couple of applications for actually Jim's wanting some money. So cool. That's cool. So there'll be probably. I think we're still we're still figuring out how we're going to release out release the funds. I think if you have applied, we'll probably do it on like a monthly basis to help out. Um, and then I think we've we've decided to do it on like we because we want the gym to come open with members. So we might just. I think the I think it's a good idea. So this is the idea that I came up with because I was like I don't like the idea of just paying for somebody's rent, but and then opening it and then them not having any members to come back in. So I was like, I'd rather yeah. pay for pay for the members that have either frozen or not come in, and I'll just pay. We'll pay for their memberships for a month, so the gym's open and busy when they come back. So because they're more far more likely to retain their membership. So I think that's the best way of doing it. Um, because what we want people back in the gyms. We don't want just a gym open, not paying any rent, but nobody in it. Um, that's a sad place to be. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think that's the best of both worlds. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, be good. Lovely, mate. Well, right. Um, well done, Pope. Well done, Protein Pantry. 
and sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm going to go finish this and we will catch you next week. <laughs>